0: It's the home of Dr. Pepper, but probably more importantly, Chip and Joanna Gaines. This week, we're talking Waco, Texas, and a whole lot more on the RV Miles podcast. RV Miles is brought to you by L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean is a proud partner of the National Park Foundation. L.L. Bean and NPF share a belief that every community should have the opportunity and resources to experience the joy of the outdoors together. Through this partnership, they're not only helping people find their parks, they're helping protect, restore, and improve parks across the US. If it's outside, LL Bean is all in. Be an outsider with LL Bean. episode 180 of RV Miles. I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, are crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more.
0: We are coming to you this week from right along the Gulf Coast here in South Texas near Corpus Christi. Uh, it's been super foggy, but we're loving the fact that we can wear t-shirts.
1: Oh, I just love being this close to the water too. We go to bed every night, listening to the waves of the Gulf crashing on the shore. It's so nice to be back down by the Gulf again. It's one of my happy places.
0: A lot to talk about on this show today, but we're going to talk mainly about one of our most recent destinations, Waco, Texas. We had a fantastic time there, but we're going to start with a, uh, a quick chat <laughs> about the, uh, the new federal mask mandate rules, executive order, whatever you want to call it.
1: We really going to talk about this. Well, <laughs> no, I'm teasing. We're we not going to go into
0: it. <laughs> I, So I did a YouTube video that goes into a lot more detail, but a lot of people are curious as what this means because a lot of the, the reporting about the new president's new mask order has just said masks are now required in national parks. Uh, So a lot of people are saying, well, does that mean I have to wear a mask when I'm, you know, in my own RV in the campground or sitting, sitting around a campfire with my own family and all that sort of stuff. It
1: was a little vague book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The, the order itself is not a little vague book. The, the reporting has been. So if you actually go and read the order and I go into more detail about this on the video. Uh, but if you <laughs> just go- don't
1: read the comments <laughs> on the video, we try really, really hard to get to some uh, of the more nastier ones. But of course, everyone has their right to yeah. their own opinion. Just watch the video. Just don't read the comments in the video.
0: the uh, The executive order essentially says that we are supposed to follow the CDC guidelines for masks, and the CDC guidelines say that outdoors you may not need to wear a mask if you are not around. Other people that aren't part of your family. So that should be what the rule is going to be in national parks. Now, there is no specific guidance yet from the National Park Service. And I've actually seen a national park ranger say, We actually have no information yet. So the National Park Service. Are you telling me
1: the government's been slow (laughs) to roll out information?
0: (laughs) So the National Park Service could have more specific rules. But essentially, this federal mask order is the same thing. that A lot of the state mask orders have been just on federal land. Uh, If you're going to be around people or in buildings, wear a mask. If you're not. You're fine. You know, take one with you to scenic overlooks and on trails. And if there are people around, put it on. If not, take it off. That's that's the gist of it.
1: I think that's been the most hotly debated portion of this when it comes to the parks is the hiking aspect of it. There is a big difference between being on a hike. Let's say Angels Landing. okay? Yeah.
0: Where you're in a line of 500 people all marching up together
1: and just assume you're going to need to wear your mask the entire time. You're at Angel's Landing. That is very, very different than, say, being in Bandelier National Monument, where there are trails that are completely just forgotten about by people after they go and they see the cliff dwellings. Now, you're probably going to get on one of those trails and encounter nobody. Put your put your mask in your back pocket because there's no one there. It's just common sense. Around people, put your mask on on the trail. Not around people, take your mask off.
0: That's all we need to say about that.
1: Yep, <laughs> let's, the end.
0: Uh, I w- let's move on to a question from the Facebook group uh, that got some really great r- responses. Uh, it was a very simple question from from Rebecca. She wanted to know what length of freshwater hose that we most often use or need. Uh, they're planning to hit the road full-time soon and not sure if they need to splurge to get a 50-foot water hose and mainly they're calling it a splurge because they're intending to get a heated water hose which are you know once you get into those long lengths and a heated water hose they get very very expensive that is Um, a splurge yeah so there are a lot of great responses but i just want to share what we use for water hoses so we carry a 25 foot and a 50 foot water hose so that allows us to have a 25 foot length a 50 foot length and a 75 foot length if we really need it and we have used both together at a couple state parks where you know they've got shared water spigots that are very far away
1: and they vagued that information when we booked it so we thought we were going to have water at our campsite and then we got there and we didn't put fresh water in the tank and when we rolled in we were like where's the water oh what happened (laughs) and so then (laughs) we had to break out both hoses and in fact This, I think, happened when we were traveling with our friends last year. I think we even had to combine water hoses at one point because we were a lot further away. And it was either let's make 125 feet or let's hook up the RV.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So it it, usually 75 foot is the most we'll need. It's been on the rare occasion that we've needed to put both together. It is great to have multiple hoses, too, because, you know, you might say, why won't I just get a 75 foot one or a 100 foot one? First of all, there are. Notoriously awful to coil up these drinking water safe hoses. Here, a a quick tip for doing that is to lay them out in the sun and let them heat up.
1: Jason Tiktoked
0: that. I did, but (laughs) after after a cold night, they do not like to coil. Um, And we do like to use the drinking water safe hoses. I think that's important. We've talked about that in the past. That the all the fittings are lead free. That's the main thing you're getting out of that. And. The, the hose part isn't made out of recycled electronics, as a lot of the green garden hoses are. Um, but we have never used a heated hose. We've been on the road for uh, four and a half years now. We have never had a heated hose. Now, a lot of people have them and they like them. If, for cold weather camping, we just fill our tanks up. Um, but if you want a heated hose, I, I wouldn't recommend getting a long one. If that park's water is too far away for you to use your heated hose, then you would just use your tanks. I think a twenty-five foot length of a heated hose is the most you're going to want to deal with because those are even harder to coil up because they have a heating element that runs the the whole length of them um, stuff. So I don't. That's what we use.
1: That's what we use, and you know that story about needing to combine with somebody else was the first time also we had ever had to do something like that in four and a half years.
0: Yeah, you know what you can always run out to Walmart and get a hose too.
1: This is also true.
0: And it, it, often even the campgrounds sell them. But if you want to see some of the rest of the responses, head over to the Facebook group. There are uh, there, there are lots of good options for using a lot of people like those zero G h- hoses, the expandable ones. We've never tried one of those, but I think they're a, a, a cool concept. Um, uh, check it out. There's a lot of great other questions. And if you have a question that you would like to ask, please go do it. There's a lot of nice people there as opposed to some of the other Facebook groups out there.
1: Don't ask it on YouTube.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about all things Waco, Texas, and then we're going to have the answer to last week's brain teaser. Be right back. Outdoor enthusiasts of all stripes will enjoy Pelican gear on their adventures. hard sided Pelican elite coolers are all made in America and are available in a wide number of sizes. Get a 20 quart for short day trips, a 50 quart for week long adventures, or a wheeled 45 quart to keep the fun rolling along. Pelican backs all their hard sided coolers with a lifetime warranty, too. RV Miles listeners can get a free Day Venture when they visit elitecoolercom RV Miles and spend over $100. Did you know FMCA is the world's largest nonprofit RV club? Travel with peace of mind, knowing FMCA has your back and is protecting your family. From roadside mishaps, saving you money and providing RV education and a whole lot more. One of the greatest features of FMCA is the FMCA Assist program. It's their medical emergency and travel assistance program. An accident can happen at any time or at any age. What would you do if something happens to you and your spouse can't drive the RV home? How would you transport your children and pets home safely? Included automatically with membership is FMCA Assist. When you're traveling out on the road, FMCA Assist can arrange for flights to get you and your family back home when you have a mishap that requires medical treatments. You're covered as long as you're 75 miles from home, and full timers are always considered 75 miles from home. FMCA membership is $85 for your first year or $75 upon renewal with code RVMILES21. You get $10 off instantly, and you can join for $75 for your first year. Use the code RVMILES21 for $10 off and view a full list of benefits at fmca.com or call 800-543-3622. It's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which was an Abby one. So go for it.
1: Okay. So this one was asking you to pick out the two words that don't belong in each group. So here were the two examples that we gave. We said Dodge, Ford, Lincoln, Hoover and King, Earl, Knight, and Bishop.
0: But there was a catch, right?
1: No, there was a catch. No, you have to pick two examples. So one doesn't belong in one group, and then you turn around, and the second one doesn't belong in a completely different group. So the first group, Dodge, Ford, Lincoln, Hoover. Obviously, Dodge doesn't belong. Ford, Lincoln, and Hoover were presidents. Then you flip it, and Hoover doesn't belong because Dodge, Ford, and Lincoln are types of cars. Gotcha. You want to do the second one, Jason? King, Earl, Knight, and Bishop?
0: Well, uh, let's see. So King, Earl, Knight, and Bishop, an Earl is not on a chessboard. So I assume that is one way uh, way to look at it. And the other one would be Bishop because a bishop isn't royalty, right?
1: There you go. It's not titled, I think is probably a better way of saying it. It's from the church and not from from the from the state. There you go. All <laughs> right. So that was the answer to last week's brain teaser. We will have a new one at the end of the show. And I think this one is a Jason picked one. Am I correct?
0: Uh, no, you picked it. You no, picked no, no, it no. Again.
1: Oh, I did? Yes,
0: you did. Oh, yes, wow. Did. Look
1: at me. We got two from me this week. OK. <laughs> All right.
0: All right. It's time to talk Waco, Texas. Look, folks, we say this over and over <laughs> and over and again. But we love these sort of medium sized communities. Yes, we do. Where. I and I, they're going through some type of renaissance lately, where they're really becoming tourist destinations on their own, but also providing stuff for the local people to really do and find in interesting ways. And I, Waco, Texas, is a great example of that.
1: Except when it comes to the construction that they're doing. I don't think anybody's enjoying that. In <sighs> the Rico, whole state Texas. of
0: Texas is under construction. Yeah. Everything is under construction. <laughs> this but...
1: is true. <laughs> so we stayed at, of course, one of our favorite types of campgrounds, which is an Army Corps of Engineer campground. And bonus this time around, we had full hookups.
0: So, so it's Midway Park Uh, in Waco. And it's
1: actually it's in Woodland and Woodland is like a suburb of Waco. So if you go looking for Midway Park and you use Waco as the address, you're not going to find it. You want the one that's in Woodland, Texas.
0: Midway Park is a, a smallish Army Corps of Engineers campground. There are a handful of pull through 50 amp sites that also have sewer. And there are a handful of 30 amp sewer sites as well that aren't Marked very well on the website, but Mm -mm. you can find them. And then the rest are regular 30 amp sites, but all very nice. It's very wooded. Those pull through sites are right near the highway. Like, I mean, right near the highway, like really loud.
1: So this is not a campground you want to go to if you're wanting to escape the city or get away from highway noise, because it is no matter where you are in the campground, you're going to hear the highway at particular times of day. The campground sits right on Lake Waco, which is also a popular destination site for fishing. But when it comes to convenience, to getting into town, to having access to do things and then just being close to grocery stores and things of that nature, which sometimes as full timers, it is so nice to not have to drive a half hour, 45 minutes or an hour to the nearest grocery store. So we enjoy and appreciate parks like this from time to time. And it was just So much fun to be able to kind of explore Waco for almost two weeks,
0: $20 a night if you have one of the water electric sites and $30 a night for full hookups. And of course, if you have the federal senior pass or the access pass, you get half off of that. So that's a great deal.
1: Absolutely. So we did a few things while we were in Waco and we tried a few bites to eat while we were in Waco, but most of the time we were staying at home. And that's another reason why we appreciate Army Corps of Engineer campgrounds, because their sites are so big and there's so much space to spread out. So when you're staying home a little bit more than normal, it's really nice to not be like right up on your neighbor. So that made staying home even more appealing. Uh, but we should talk. What do you want to do? You want to go with JoJo and Chip first, sure. or do you want to go over to the <laughs> no, national park well, no, site?
0: That, so one of the the biggest, probably the now biggest tourist attraction in, in Waco, Texas, uh, is born out of the Fixer Upper Discovery Channel TV show
1: HGTV. But that's I'm okay.
0: sorry discovery family of networks okay
1: <laughs> there's been a lot of discovery plus. they're on discovery yeah. plus they have been pushing discovery plus in our face for like the last three weeks doesn't matter where we go <laughs>
0: so if you're not familiar that the tv show fixer upper they go around and they fix houses up but they do it in uh, waco texas it's all all of the houses on the show are in waco texas Which is cool because you can download a list of the houses and you can do a driving tour and go find them and stuff.
1: We did not do that.
0: But they, Chip and Joanna Gaines, have built this empire around their brand Magnolia. And they have built right in downtown Waco in what's called the Silo District, where there's these two giant silos, you know, grain silos. They bought them in the sort of industrial district and built a complex, a massive complex of shops and restaurants and a bakery and a coffee shop and All kinds of stuff. It's mostly outdoors. It's like a sort of an outdoor mall type concept, right?
1: Yeah. It's like going to an outlet mall, except not with outlet mall prices.
0: (laughs) It's it's uh, yeah, it's fancy stuff. They and they've got uh, they've got AstroTurf everywhere. (laughs) There's
1: good AstroTurf. Good 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 AstroTurf. There's like a
0: baseball diamond that the kids can play on. They have like outdoor games and things that you can play with when there's no pandemic and um, lots of food trucks. And then around the Magnolia Market has sort of cropped up a tourist district. So there's now lots of other restaurants that are surrounding it as well.
1: Yeah, it's a really beautiful space. And, you know, we didn't go to Waco for Magnolia. You know, we went a because it was on our route, but also we had never been to Waco Mammoth, which we're going to get to in a second. It's a National Park Service site. So. We didn't have a lot of high expectations, didn't really know what to think about this whole Magnolia deal. We have seen the show several times and certainly they are quite personable individuals. Uh, so when we went to this uh, Magnolia market at the Silos, we were So pleasantly surprised by how well it was done. It does not feel like something that just popped up because all of a sudden Fixer Upper just exploded and was huge and they were trying to capitalize on that. It's very well laid out. It's very well thought out. And the quality of the things that you can purchase there in regards to food, in regards to drinks, I'm sure in regards to the products, you know, they have their Magnolia Home there as well as some other fine boutiques. I'm sure all of that is exceptional. But I just think in regards to how you do retail, this is how you should do retail. It, it's you could, lovely.
0: You could have no interest in these people or their TV show and still find it to be a really uh, worthwhile experience. Yeah,
1: their face is nowhere. Yeah. They don't have their face on anything. They have their Magnolia brand on things, but that brand is not their face. And I was really impressed by that. If you had no idea who these two people were and you just showed up and someone said, let's go shop at this place, this Magnolia Market, you would have no idea that it was owned by Chip and Joanna Gaines. And I just think that that's really, really smart. I think that that's something that we try to think about a lot, too, that, you know, something has to outlive you. And so I think that they've really done this in a way that it will outlive them. So I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And plus mm, that Texas pecan coffee that they serve at the Magnolia Press. Exceptional.
0: We also spent a wonderful day in Waco visiting Cameron Park, which is a, a massive park along the river with some big bluffs that you can climb up and lots of playgrounds, lots of scenic overlooks, lots of little reasonable hikes and and uh
1: we did none of them
0: we, we didn't it when it was the day after it snowed and there was a bunch of it was a couple days after it snowed and there was a bunch of like fresh melting snow around it was really nice uh but what i really loved about it though is just that how big it was mm-hmm. in the middle of a city to have a really massive massive park it, it felt like almost like central park type
1: Yes. And it's yep. definitely a retreat for the residents of Waco because it was very busy the day that we went to visit. So we just kind of drove from one place to another, got out if we could. If not, we went on to the next. But it's a a lovely park. And that would be one of those things. If and when we do return to Waco, I look forward to exploring more.
0: It's not far from the Waco Mammoth site, which uh, was one of the reasons that we decided to stop in, in Waco. The Waco Mammoth is a national park service site and it is uh you know it's a place where you can see mammoth bones being excavated and they're not fossils they're they're bones they're
1: bones can i be brutally honest yeah and this is you know national park lovers might clutch their pearls at this but um i didn't enjoy this to be honest and that's not because i was looking for some big Wow factor. Uh, Again, maybe in a different time when there aren't COVID restrictions in place and, you know, things aren't as altered as they are right now at a National Park Service site. Maybe something will be different. But, you know, we tend to be individuals who can really extend our time in any National Park Service unit. It does not matter. We could do a whole day anywhere we were in and out of here in 45 minutes.
0: Yeah, it's a very small site. It, I, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's worthwhile that it exists and I feel oh, like it's a, course. it's a worthwhile place to visit if you're in the area. It's not a place that I would, you know, change my travel itinerary to hit.
1: No. And you know, that was even in and out in 45 minutes, uh, doing the junior ranger booklet. Now we opted to take that home and finish it at home and do our junior ranger ceremony there. But it felt like, you know, there is a fee and it cost about $20 for our whole family to go into the building where you can observe the mammoth bones. There's a camel in there, a saber tooth cat as well. Uh, but again, Outside of standing there and looking, there's not a lot to interact with inside the space as well. There's not a lot of knowledge to be gleaned about what you're looking at, how you're looking at it, how it impacted. And so we moved through rather quickly.
0: And the you do have to pay that fee, whether you have an annual pass or among yeah. the other passes or not. It's one of the few places where you don't get free entry by having the. Annual America, the Beautiful past,
1: And I do think that part of that is because it's an active dig site still, and that's going to help fund this dig. But um, it felt a little underwhelming to me. And maybe I would have felt differently if we hadn't done Dinosaur over the summer And the way that dinosaur was presented and how they had built this sort of indoor complex around it that was very interactive and educational and just went beyond looking at those fossils. Perhaps I would have felt differently, but having that in my back pocket and then walking into this space and not having what I felt were tools for me to learn a little bit more and to also help my kids learn a little bit more was just kind of disappointing. And I don't say that often about a National Park Service site. I'm very glad that it's there, but it's definitely if I returned to Waco, I wouldn't be returning for Waco Mammoth.
0: It's essentially a one room building that you walk in and walk around the uh, the dig site that is it is a few different skeletons and, uh, and then you walk out. and That's it.
1: And I do believe that there are some trails to be found in and around. But again, they're not advertised in the sense that there's no map to be given to you to show what you can go do. I'm sure if I talked to a ranger, I could have probably gotten some more information, but that is definitely not a component of this site. And I think that, you know, there's just no grounds to go and explore once you're done looking at this this dig site.
0: But I think it would be good to combine a day of this and Cameron Park together.
1: Absolutely. And we still did our Junior Ranger booklet. And it was a very nice Junior Ranger booklet. And the kids learned a lot about these mammoths, which are very different than woolly mammoths. So we were able to talk about woolly mammoths versus Colombian mammoths and have that discussion. So it's worth it to me for that because of the educational aspect. But if you're going thinking this is going to be an all day event, that there's going to be something to do besides uh, look at the dig site, you might find yourself a little bummed out. And hey, look, a lot
0: of there are some National Park Service sites that are that way and Mm -hmm. they don't exist for us to enjoy they exist to protect the space right and it's you know important to protect these these remains and I I think that's a a worthy thing to support it's just uh it's there and you should go see it and if you're in the area
1: yeah I don't know why I feel like I'm supposed to love all 423 National Park Service sites equally I just need to accept the fact that it doesn't make me less of a National Park Service enthusiast if I didn't enjoy one as much as I enjoyed the other. But there's like this like mom guilt or something with National Park Science. I don't know.
0: (laughs) All right. So it wouldn't be a a RV miles destination review if we didn't talk about some food that's really bad for you yeah <laughs> uh so we did have some some good old-fashioned texas barbecue mm-hmm. at a place called vitex market i hope i'm saying that right v-i-t-e-k uh in in waco and it was part of a cool little complex where yeah. they, there's a, another business next door but they sort of work together that's sort of like one of those outdoor um eating places with made out of shipping containers. It
1: reminds me of the Gulf yeah. that we ate at in the Orange Beach when we stayed at Gulf Shore State yeah. Park.
0: And uh, so we pulled up and ate on our truck bed as like we have we do. been doing lately. One of a our lot. favorite things. We had a I had a brisket sandwich. We actually Abby and I shared yes. two things. We had a brisket sandwich, which was really, really good. Really mm-hmm. fantastic. Good Texas brisket. Brisket. And I will say I think that's the thing that Texas does best with barbecue like i'm not, i'm not into this whole like oh well, you know let's argue about whose barbecue is best that the yeah. answer is kansas city but if we're gonna argue about whose barbecue is best a lot of them do different things better than others like carolinas do pulled pork better than anybody else i think you know yes so i think what texas does really well is brisket and i really liked this brisket sandwich yeah um
1: i would i would agree with you because i think what kansas city does really best is ribs yeah so this was exceptional brisket. The sandwich was fine. We had some coleslaw and some potato salad with it. Uh, those were fine too. The potato salad actually was much better than the coleslaw. Get Listen, the potato salad.
0: This is the thing. I I love <laughs> potato salad when it is the exact kind that I want. When it's not the exact kind that yeah. I you know, that I'm hoping it's gonna be, but like a good. Strong mustard potato salad. Essentially, I, what I want is the high mustard potato salad. Oh my
1: gosh, stop. Anywhere. You don't even like mustard. <laughs> and that's mustard.
0: what this tasted like. It was good.
1: So we did that. But then what we really went for and what was recommended and what, you know, is, is known nationwide, according to their website, is this most appetizing. <laughs> it's just the name is so appetizing. It's called the Gut Pack. OK, and so you have two options with this. You have the pork based one or you have their famous gut pack, which is going to have brisket as its main meat.
0: It's like chopped. It's like this. Yes. So this is a dish that is a bunch of stuff chopped and mixed together.
1: Yeah. So what they say on their website, this is how they describe it. Fritos corn chips, cheese, hand chopped brisket, beans, sausage, pickles, onions, jalapeno peppers, barbecue sauce, and sliced bread. And that is all mushed together into a styrofoam container (laughs) with the bread on top, and they are not... Kidding when they say gut pack.
0: Oh man. So we got the full and <laughs> it was full. a lot of food so for the, even for us to share.
1: Yes, and it's good. The full is going to be like a, a normal size, like square styrofoam container. The half is gonna be one of those smaller squared styrofoam containers just for reference. Uh we did share the half and we or the full, and we probably could have just done that without getting the sandwich but we wanted a brisket sandwich. So this thing is, I I don't even know how to describe it. It is just so many different flavors and you eat it and you're like, oh, this is really good. But this other part of your brain is like, this is a bad idea. But that other part's like, no, keep eating.
0: My stomach later on was like, that was a bad idea.
1: (laughs) And what is amazing is so they gave us two like bags of Fritos, like um, the ones like the bigger bags, like you could buy at a convenience store that are supposed to be individuals, but really two people should be eating those. They gave us two of those. So we couldn't even put all those Fritos. Otherwise it would have just covered the whole thing. It's very good. It's definitely worth trying we didn't need to eat for the rest of the day. No. <laughs> like that's all we needed. And it's really reasonably priced. Like the full is $15. And if you think about all the stuff that they're putting on there, because they're so their sausage you they make. They have house made sausage. They have like four different types of sausage you can pick from. So you can really kind of customize this a little bit, too. It's just it's fun. It's, you know, everything's bigger in Texas, right? The gut pack definitely confirms that.
0: Yeah. So that was our visit to Waco, Texas. Uh, we we are looking forward to heading back there soon. I think we we might uh, even this winter head back there. We're not sure. Who
1: knows? I mean, we have one but campground booked after we leave here and then we have no idea. All of our
0: plans are changing again, which is no surprise to anybody that's listening. <laughs> uh, that's been listening for a while. So. Right.
1: But it's not our fault. Like yeah. things just keep Presenting themselves, and you have those decisions. Everyone has them. Something comes up, and you either roll with that decision, and then you have to like follow everything that it's going to impact, or you stay on the path that you were on and you don't take that, you know, opportunity or whatever. And, you know, we've never been ones who like to pass away, you know, who like to pass up opportunities. So we're going to upend our lives. It's like what we do.
0: We're going to take a break and we're going to come back with our Fresh Tank, Black Tank segment, and we're going to have the new brain teaser. Be right back. When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point of your route, adjusted to your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, get severe weather alerts, add rest stops to long trips, and more. Did I mention all of that is included free in the app? For subscribers, there's a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather. To download the app, visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store. It is time now to check the level of our tanks. Abby, what is in your black tank this week?
1: My black tank goes to the other driver who hit the other mirror on our truck this week.
0: So last week, we told Mm. you about somebody who a truck driver who hit our driver's side mirror in a tight construction zone. Mm -hmm. Less than a week later, I was driving to the bank and I was in a left turn lane. This time it wasn't even construction zone. I wasn't even moving. And I was in a left hand turn lane waiting to turn onto the interstate uh, on ramp when a truck zoomed past me on the passenger side and hit our passenger side mirror.
1: Yeah, and we didn't get out of this one as well as we did the first <sighs> one. So this has required us to order uh, new side mirrors.
0: We're getting well, no. We're getting two new. We're getting new turn no. signals oh, on okay. on each side mirror. Okay. Uh, and uh, we're getting a new piece of glass for the concave oh, mirror okay. on the right side. I was able to. I think I'm able to salv- salvage the mirror housings and just replace the parts.
1: Okay. Thank goodness, because. We didn't know. At that point, he came home and I was like, well, now this just became an insurance claim. Well, here's the thing, too. Like, I, you know, trashed.
0: We have we have a a Ram truck and it's got it's I call them the Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) This is the great Cornholio mirrors. (laughs) Uh, they, They flip up vertically and out the tow mirrors flip up and out. And what I'm realizing is, you know, we've driven all this time with them. Generally, we keep them up because it's really annoying to reangle the mirrors in between towing and not towing and to get used to the way you look at them because your eye just wants to naturally go to like the arrangement mm-hmm. of the mirrors. What we've we realized is maybe, we, maybe we need to stop leaving yeah. the tow mirrors out. Um, it's, you know, <laughs> this is a sign
1: because clearly people need part of our lane as well as theirs yeah. in order to, to drive. So, That happened this week. Everything comes in threes. At least I feel that way sometimes. (laughs) We did have our third thing happen to us. I almost black tanked it this week. You can have two things in your black tank. Sure. Let's have another one. Let's do it. The third thing that happened to us this week. I would like to thank the individual that somehow managed to pay their rent with my checking account. Thank you. I can't. We had our account hacked into. Well, that, it wasn't our account. Um, Somebody
0: had our, they ended up with our debit card yes, number. And somehow.
1: They, we they, have our debit card. We have no knowledge that it had been breached. Uh, we're very, very protective of this card. Somebody got a hold of it. They paid their rent. They paid their electric bill and they went shopping at Walmart. Um,
0: I think it was probably a really dumb idea to pay their rent with it. Yeah, it uh, was pretty
1: easy to to trace it back. <laughs> now, I, I have two folds. Jason felt one way. I've kind of come to his side of this a little bit more. When it first happened, I actually sat for a little bit and kind of not openly sobbed because I was upset that this money had been taken because we have protection and we will get this money back. And I knew that that was you know, going to happen. I felt very, very sad that somebody needed to pay their rent with my account and, and my take
0: on it was yes, but the way they, the way they must have came about getting our debit I, yes, card number was, was wrong. It would have been in a nefarious way. This yes. isn't what, somebody that found a credit card on the ground and was desperate and went and was like, no,
1: I know I'm going to go I pay just, my
0: rent. They like, they found a way to steal our credit card number yes. either through, you know,
1: yeah, that's why they get black tanked. Yeah, I mean, you but go. you know, there was like this, yeah. this tiny part of me that almost said to myself, how badly do we need this money? And do we just leave it alone and pay their rent? And I obviously we need it. We need it to take care of our own family and take care of our own responsibilities. But in a year when this has been so hard for so many, there was that piece of me that was like, I wish I could just say, can I pay this for you? And you don't need to resort to this kind of activity. But, you know, then I realized I started doing the math and I was like, whoa, Y'all took a lot of money. I'm going to need that back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my other black tank. So, three things, three sort of frustrating things have happened within the span of a week. So, I look forward to not having anything like that happen for at least a good 72 days and then it'll all start over again.
0: What is in your fresh tank?
1: So, my fresh tank this week, I have a book recommendation that I have been. Thoroughly enjoying. I think a lot of you know that I'm not really big into uh, a lot of modern fiction. I tend to stay with a lot of the classics, but I have found a writer who was recommended to me. If you like uh, mysteries in the vein of Agatha Christie, her name is Lucy Foley, and the book is called The Hunting Party. She has another one out called The Guest List. I'm currently reading The Hunting Party. It is one of the most fascinating. Books I have read in a really long time from a, a perspective of, I just find it so cool the way that she's writing this and how she's able to jump timelines in the span of three days and to move backwards and forwards in time. And every chapter is from a different character's perspective. So a lot of times you kind of revisit something that had already happened, but then you're revisiting it from somebody else's perspective. And it's, it's really fascinating. I'm halfway through it and it's a murder mystery, but I don't even know who has, who's the victim yet. You know, it's, it's so good. And I just, it's one of those that if you're looking for a page turner, you're not going to be able to put down and you just want something for a weekend read, you will fly through this book.
0: Still never see her read a book. <laughs> I have no idea when she reads all these books.
1: That's because you stay up till two o'clock in the morning working and I'm hiding out in the bedroom. I you are sleeping. No, I'm reading because I can't. And so, but I still somehow manage to get myself up in the morning. Unlike some people. Well, just saying. Not my fault. You're I, staying up reading. Well, you know what? I love reading. And if that's when I have to make time for it, that's when I have to make time for it. So Jay, what is in? I'm reading it as I'm about to say it. What is in your black tank this week?
0: So we are at, we're at, I guess I can say where we are. Yeah. We're at Mustang Island State Park here uh, in, in Texas, right on the, it's right in Mustang Island is next to Padre Island. There's just a little, uh, a little canal between the two of them. This state park is really cool. Um, it's right on the beach and the, the sites, the, the sites are all in pairs. And they're arranged in such a way that if you're in one of the even numbered sites, at least on this side over here, and then I think it's the odd sites on the other side. If you're on one of the even sites on this side of the park, your, your campsite is on the driver's side of, of your vehicle if you back in. Unless so,
1: you can, if you have a class A, if you have a motorhome, a, if a motorhome, you're fine. You'll just pull right in pull straight in.
0: But Those if you're of us, <laughs> in the trailer, right, you back in and your campsite is on
1: makes no the sense. other side and
0: your door goes off to somebody right out to somebody else's rig. It's very strange. Yes,
1: it's I don't understand. And I don't it. see
0: what they saved or what they made easier by doing it. But I've run it. We've run into a couple campgrounds like this mm-hmm. over time. It, it's it's odd. Even like if we had, I mean, I think sometimes they call them buddy sites. Yeah. But if well, we had we somebody actually, camping next to us, it I, would still be weird.
1: It, you know, I was a little triggered when we rolled in because the last time we were in a buddy site, we got kicked out of that campground.
0: <laughs>
1: so we rolled in here and I was like, uh oh, we don't have a good history with buddy sites. We don't have, and you know, and we were having packages delivered here. We are not having them come to the campground. However, they're going to an Amazon hub. But. I was like, uh uh-oh, packages on the way and a buddy site. I got to be on my guard. We're in trouble. So it is weird. It's, you know... Unless again, unless you really like your neighbor and these are smallish sites, too. So it's not like you have a lot of space between you and the other
0: RV. It that's doesn't even in. make sense. If you it came here no with somebody that you knew, well, you, can all you have still a wouldn't. Site. But it's, your 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 rig will still be facing the wrong oh, way. Yeah, unless mean, you have a motorhome. Yeah,
1: it's I, don't, I know. So. I hear it. I hear you. I hear you. I'm here with you. So all right, what is your fresh tank this week? Uh,
0: I went and got an oil change in Waco. And you know what? <laughs> It is, it, I used to change our oil. It's so worth it to just have it
1: done. Oh gosh. Yes. That's (sighs) like how I feel about cooking. It's just so worth it to have somebody else do it for me. But
0: you may remember several months back us talking about (laughs) an oil change place that has very loudly written, written on the sign on the outside, you stay in your car. (laughs)
1: That joke does not get old.
0: It's, uh, it's a chain called Take Five and they have signs all over them called that say you stay in your car because that's their whole thing, Wait. which is great during a pandemic.
1: But don't yell it at me.
0: <laughs> right.
1: No, I don't need here's like the, here's all Here's the funny caps. part.
0: The funny part is I rolled into this place. The first thing I did was got out of the truck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you missed the 50 and signs. And the guy's like,
0: "The guy was like, well, now, whoa, we dude, do things whoa, a little differently whoa, here. Well, sir. But listen, I you know, and there's a lot of uh, there is... Uh, a a lot of flack given to some of these quick oil change places right Uh, about you know how maybe not well trained they are and all that sort of stuff I have to say because of the fact that you stay in your car (laughs) there is a team of like six people working on your oil change and they sound like a well-oiled high-end restaurant kitchen they are They are checking each other's work on every single step. They're making audible, you know, they're they're saying out loud the things that they did. There is somebody that is supervising it, going through a checklist, making sure, double checking that they grabbed the right oil, double checking the seal on the oil pan cap, all, all that sort of stuff that they they made you feel like, oh, wow, they actually did this right and I feel good about it, which is something you never know when you get an oil change. Right.
1: You know what, though? I just have this vision of someone like underneath the track where you can't see them just holding a script. <laughs> who's like what? required to yell out randomly these things in order to make
0: yeah, you feel look, so
1: good about what's happening.
0: They pulled out the air filter. They, this is my true test of an oil change place. When they pull out the air filter and show it to you. hmm. Do they say, and it always looks the same, do they say, this is dirty, you need to change it? Or do they say, this is okay, you'll be good for a while, but I wanted to show you it anyway. I've literally watched one time somebody, because you know, there's always the window, right? When Mm -hmm. you sit in the oil change place. I literally watched one time somebody at a Jiffy Lube grab dirty leaves and dirt and rub it into into our air filter before showing it to, to me.
1: Did what?
0: Yeah, I told you about that.
1: Oh, I blocked that. It was that. several
0: it was many years ago.
1: I blocked that from my yeah. memory. So Not I don't good. go back to Jiffy Mm-mm. Loops for that
0: reason, but I totally trust this take five place. It did th- you
1: take five it, well, while you were waiting? I think did the, it take five minutes?
0: I think the five thing is for five quarts.
1: Oh really? I thought it was like take five. Yeah, chill out. You know, take eat you know, it take, takes take a load up, It take takes a little up, longer than you know, five minutes.
0: And work. they'll they'll still even with you in it, they'll still vacuum. Uh, they will. They you gave know, you
1: a bottle of water. They, they gave
0: me a bottle of water. They wash your windows and all that sort of stuff. It's It was a great experience. So, if you have a Take Five and you need an oil change, I highly recommend it.
1: Yeah. And it was also about $50 cheaper than the last place we went to. Yes, it which was. I for the same oil. Yeah. Yes. I liked that very much, especially considering our checking account is a little bit leaner at the moment.
0: All right. Let's wrap this episode up with a brain teaser. Abby, take it away.
1: All right.
0: Oh, see, so you did find it.
1: I did. I sure <laughs> did. What English word has three consecutive double letters? Short, simple, to the point.
0: Interesting. So three sets of like double letters Uh in a row.
1: Yeah. So like what word might have two A's, two J's, and two two Z's in it?
0: We'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles Podcast. Yes,
1: we will. And we would like to thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We absolutely love doing this podcast every single week. If you are enjoying the show, we really do hope that you will go over to Apple Podcasts, give us 30 seconds of your time and leave a five-star review for the show. It continues to put RV Miles in front of new listeners every single day. So thank you so much to the almost 700 people that have done that for us already. Y'all are the best. RV Miles is all across social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And of course, if you want to connect with Jason and I, the very best way to do it is to come and join the RV Miles Facebook group with over 6,000 of the nicest people you will ever meet on Facebook. Until next week, thank you so much for listening. Be well, be safe, be safe. Wear your mask and keep logging those RV
0: miles. Hi, everybody.